This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. With special thanks to our pal guys. ADT Taxis, Beat Me, Piglet's Pantry, Tiger, Leicester Garage Conversions, Pink Vehicle Leasing, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Moyer Wade Interiors, and our chosen charity, Memphis UK. We bring you the fans' views on the match each week, and your views matter to us. Join the fans' debate each match with us. Follow us at Lester Fan TV. Good evening. Welcome to Lester Fan TV on a Wednesday night. It's time for another Fox's Tale at half seven. We've got a cracking guest on tonight. He's been on many times and quite a bit with Leicester Van TV and we always get some good stories. But it's half seven. Get your comments sent and it's time for the Fox's Tale. Let's get hellos in. Hi, Adam. Good evening as usual. Evening, Peter. Evening, Matty Bond. Evening, Mock. Evening, Ben. Ipswich Town, welcome. Welcome to the channel. We've got an Ipswich fan come on to watch tonight. It's great to have you on. Emaz, let's not hesitate. Let's get the man on and let's question him. The legend that is Ian Marshall. Evening, Ian. How are you, mate? Good evening, mate. I'm very well. Hope everyone's okay out there. Good, good. 
as we always start, mate, what was the deciding factor when you left Ipswich Town to join Leicester for 800,000 uh, Martin O'Neill's signing? Yeah, well, um, obviously, I didn't want to leave Leicester, Ipswich, because I was I loved it there. I was enjoying my football, my family was settled and everything. But the, the lure of Premier League football um, always, you know, that's the thing that where you, you want to play at the highest level and, and Leicester were in the Premier League. So I didn't, uh, you know, after a, a chat with Martin and meeting Martin, um, I was looking forward to the challenge. Fair play. I mean, you, you came in and uh, there's a few, was it 80 on appearances, 18 goals. A game that springs to my mind watching at the Filbert Street. You had a good record against Derby County. Uh, the hat trick in the first half. I mean, do you, how much you remember that game? Well, I remember it quite well because I always remember waking up one on the morning of the game and I didn't feel too clever. I felt I had a bit of a cold coming on and I didn't feel that great. And um, it just goes to show you how much bullshit that means, you know, when you go out there and you, and you get... A, it was only my second hat trick of my career and um, it was in the Premier League. So... You know, I, I was. I remember as well. We had a, quite a weaker, a weakened team because I think there was a few illnesses going around at the time, and a few injuries. So it was. A, it was a great result, and it's always nice to get one over on the sheep shaggers, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely, Mark. I mean, you had a good record. I mean, you, you also played in the game at uh, Pride Park where we were four 0 up in fifteen minutes. I mean, that must have been a strange game. And what did Martin say at half time to you? Because. I know we didn't score in the second half, but what was the team talk like in the dressing room to go well, in four 0 up? I mean, it's one of them games where you don't, ex you know, you're expecting a tough battle. You know, Derby at the time were on sort of similar terms as us, mid-table team, and you're expecting a battle, and you don't expect it to be that easy. But we scored, you know, I think it was inside twenty minutes we scored four headers, and um, Martin didn't really have to say say anything. You know, he. he he pretty much knew the game was won unless we made some stupid mistakes. So he just said, really, you know, keep it tight. Don't do anything silly. And, uh, you know, we could have went and pressed for five and six. But at the end of the day, you don't you don't want to do that and concede and then give them a bit of hope. So we were quite happy to go out 4-0 winners. Uh, Ross Howard asked, why did you wear your socks really low? Always wondered that. Well, you see, that's a bit of a fashion icon, isn't it? You've got Grealish doing it now and the lads at Norwich. They obviously look and watched me and said, you know, that's the way to go. That's the way forward. No, I just didn't wear any tie up. So I, I used to tuck my sock into the machine pad um, so that, it, 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 you know, and I just felt more comfortable without a tie up on, um, really. So, you know, the, me, the blood, I felt my blood uh, coursing through my veins. Uh, Phil asked, what is your favourite, what is Marsh's favourite manager of all time? That would, I mean, I've said this a lot. Uh, I've had some great managers in me in my career, um, but I would have to say Howard Kendall um, was me me all time favourite. Um, just because I was a young lad and he was very very influential on my career. You know, he had faith in me when I was young. That he, he okay, I didn't make it in the Everton team, but he gave me my chance in in the first team, and um, and I learned an awful lot from him. Which I learned an awful lot from me for me other managers. But I just think when you you know you're sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. It's a very influential time when people, you know, have a bit of guidance over you and you, you tend to listen a bit more than when you're 30 years of age and you think you know everything. <laughs> uh, Facebook user, what was uh, was abroad was lifting your League Cup in 2000, the highlight of your career, as you were cup-tied in, uh, in 97? Yeah, it was, it was a great occasion. As I said in a, in, in a few interviews, though, 
because I only played like a bit part in the final as a, as a substitute, I didn't really feel I earned it that, you know, I know I'd played in some of the rounds before and everything and probably the two goals against Fulham and, and that, but I just didn't feel, you know, it was a bit of a sombre moment for me. I, I was made up with one, but I didn't really feel that like I was a full part of it because I only played about five or ten minutes of the game. So, where it was, a, you know, a great occasion for the for the club and great, and, and I was made up. Obviously, we won it. Me personally, as a, as a, as a, as as what I actually gave to the game and gave to the to the victory was was quite minimal, really. I mean, you talk about that cup run. I mean, that season was magical. I mean, there were some big games in there, not just in the League Cup, the FA Cup as well. I mean, going to Arsenal nil nil. And then yeah. coming back, coming back to uh, the old Filbert Street. I mean, I remember the, the double save in Ed Savage off the line, and quite clearly, you know, back in the day, there was some memorable, you know, highlights from that season. I mean, but you say the Fulham game to go two 0 or three 0 down, were we in that late game? And yeah, we were two 0 down, and we got it back to two two, and then went into extra time. We went down three two, then we got it back to to three three, and then you know um, it was a. We, we, we just trounced them in the penalties. I think it was three 0 They'd missed theirs, and we scored three of ours. And it was um, it was a fantastic occasion. I mean, we had three good, great years. If you think about it, you know, we won the cup the year before. Um, we, we got beat by Spurs, and then we got beat yeah. in the final by Spurs, and then we won it again the following year. So you're looking at three years of only losing one match in the League Cup. is uh, is pretty good going. I mean, that cup run and the penalty shoots has on the way. Three lots beating Leeds United, I think, was another game. We beat them on penalties to go through. Did uh, the team practice penalties in the build-up to those ones, or is it literally no, just a well, case of going up and taking one? Some of the lads practised them and some of the lads didn't. Um, you know, and I don't think when we did practice them, it, there was too much uh, there was, uh, seriousness about it. It was just a bit of fun, do you know what I mean? Because I think, you know... When you when you're on a, a cold uh, winter's morning on a Wednesday and and you know you've got a goalkeeper in and you're trying to stick it in the top bag you know in the top corner like a postage stamp, but when you come and watch them take it on a on a on a serious note, not many of them try and go for the the postage stamp. You know they just want to get it get it in the back of the net and get out of there. I remember all the, the Matt Elliott just placed the ball and smashes his foot straight through it every single time. Yeah, there was no place about Matty's penalties. I mean, funny, I tell, when I was older, I, I actually did that myself. I took a penalty against Bobby Mims when he was playing for Black Bear Rovers, and I just ran up and leathered it down the middle. And he didn't move off the spot, hit him in the stomach, and he just like, keeled over <laughs> on, on the ground and saved it. We got beat 1 0. So, yeah, um, I mean, never, that I team. Tried, I never went down the middle again. <laughs> that team was, I mean, full of great players. You, the, the, you know, the, Tim Flowers at the club had signed from Blackburn. Uh, you had Walshie, Elliot, Taggart. The names read off, and then that must have been one of the best teams you played in. Would it have been? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was fortunate enough to play in the the, the Everton team of the eighties that won two. Um, well, it was the first division then, but it would be the yeah. Premier League now, and that was littered with great players and. Um, I, I, you know, we had some fantastic players in in that era at um, at Leicester. You know, Muzzy comes to mind. He was a class player. Gary Parker was a great passer of the ball. You know, we had some good defenders. Walsh, he was a you know absolute legend of the football club. And then we had a meal up front. who was probably one of the best centre forwards I've, I've you know had the pleasure of playing with. Just he, he seemed to have everything. You know, um, power, speed. 
He had a great shot left and right. He could dribble past people. He's good in the air. You know, he had everything, every attribute. And, um, yeah, it was a fantastic team. There's one player who doesn't get mentioned that often. He was a super sub, an Icelandic man named Arne Gunnlaugsson. I mean, what was he like in the dressing room? Because the rumours he was quite a character. Yeah, when, it, when you say he was a character, he was, he, I wouldn't say he was odd. He was just obviously Icelandic. And, he, you know, a lot of the... The British humour and the and the and the and the British way of life was not what he was used to, so he you know he kept a lot to himself. He didn't uh, you know he wasn't a great mixer, but you know if you ask me if you still go back now and say who would you like to take a penalty for you, he'd be he'd be right up there because you know he come from Iceland and he was ice cold when it came to taking penalties. Absolutely class. I mean, one question that I think everyone last night, Marshy, the highlight was your goal away at Atletico. I was in the crowd and it was a dream moment. I mean, th those are the games, I mean, the fans live for, for those moments and uh, you scored <laughs> up there to get that goal. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, a talk about a bittersweet um, scenario because uh, at that day, on that day, and I'll, I will be honest with you, I've, throughout my whole career, you, you, you could probably count on one hand how many times you feel in the zone, as in everything you touch and everything, every pass, Every bit of control is, is is spot on, and you felt really, really good. And I felt really, really good in that game. And I don't know who the the defender was who took me out, but he probably felt it as well, because you know I only played thirty five minutes, um, and it was great to get the goal. And you know, I, even over the two legs, I thought we were the better team, and I thought we deserved you know the victory in the end. But you know, it just goes to show you the corruptness in the in the in the European football, because the referee was an absolute joke. Uh, but as I say, it was it was a fantastic moment for me. It wouldn't I wouldn't rank it as one of my best ever goals, as as a, as a great goal. But it, it meant so much to an awful lot of people, and it meant so much to me. One goal that probably did mean a lot was the winner at Anfield in the last uh, minute, six yards out. Of yeah, that boy, was. Boy, boy, that's, probably, that's my favourite goal um, uh, I've ever scored, probably because. As I say, when I was a kid, I'm a, well, I'm a Liverpool fan now still, um, and I always wanted to play for Liverpool, hometown club. Uh, albeit, I always wanted to score a goal in the cop end, and fortunately, I did that. I, I wanted a Liverpool shirt on my back, but the best thing to do is to score against them. And um, you know, it was a, it was a winner in the 87th minute, which makes it even more special. So it was a possibly one of well, it's definitely up there in my top three of all time favourite goals. Yeah. Uh, when you were at the football club, who, who was the uh, teammate you shared with in, on the away games? Who did you share with it? Well, uh, I used to share with Matt Elliott. Um, and then, obviously, I left and I think he started rooming with Tags. Because when we first, we were both cup-tied for that second um, League Cup. So, we started rooming together because um, we used to get, like, Martin had insisted that me and him went on all the all the trips. To, to when we played away. So we went to Ipswich and a few other places. But he, Martin used to just let me and him go out on the piss and, uh, on the Tuesday <laughs> night. And, um, you know, as long as we came back at a reasonable hour, he didn't mind and it was great fun. You know, obviously, we didn't know how long the run would go for. And when we got to the... Uh, the that, sorry, that was the first cup final, the, the, the Middlesbrough one. You know, we didn't realise the lads were going to get to the final because obviously we'd have wished we were not cup-tied and playing in the final. But it was... Uh, it was great fun. We had a great night uh, just before Wembley. Me and me him and uh, Steve Guppy, we had a, a night out in, in, in around London. So it was a good laugh. 
Uh, Mark Charles says, who was a better, Casey Keller or Flowers? Um, I'd have to say Tim Flowers was the best goalkeeper. Uh, it's just a shame that Tim came to us when, you know, he, he, I wouldn't say his, his hips had gone or anything, but he was, you know, he was suffering quite a lot from, from injury. Um, but I can't knock Casey because he did a great job for us when we were, when, when, when I was there and, you know, he was fantastic. But if you're telling me, you know, in their prime, in their heyday, he was the best, I'd have to say it was Tim Flowers. Right. Now, is this question going in, uh, in Which players in the current squad would you like to play with in the dressing room? Um, you mean, who would have liked to be made to it in the dressing room or played on the pitch? Uh, see what it says. Uh, would you like to dress uh, in the dressing room? Play with Basie, I think he means, mate. Who yeah. would you like to play well, with? Um, I'd like to play with uh, Johnny Evans. I think he's a decent player. Uh, uh, I like I like the look of him. Obviously, Ricardo is a great wing back, and I, I think he'd get plenty of crosses in for me. It's a different game now, obviously. Um, you know, I think uh, I'd like to play up front back in the old old sort of thing with uh, Vardy because, you know, a bit of a little and large centre forward combo. And I think he'd feed off me very well the way he gets in behind um, defences and, you know, me flicking it on or nodding it down to him. I think it'd have been a, a good combo, yeah. Ben Morgan said, you mentioned Muzzy and Parker. Would you relish service from Madison and Tillemans? Yeah, of course I would. I think uh, on the day, they're very, very good players. Um, I've been, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed in Tillemans. I thought he was fantastic when he came on loan the first season. But I don't think he's he's lived up to the, the, the billing of um, you know what was expected of him last season. Uh, you know, I didn't play terrible. I wouldn't say he was terrible. I just didn't think he was as good. Uh, as what he showed when he was on loan, which obviously, you know, he's shown that, so everybody knows what his capabilities are, but I don't think he, he actually performed to those levels when he fit, when he joined. Uh, Barry, so remember when you arrived with your hair, while well, she said you will be, you'll be gone within a month, was it? Say that again, sorry. Uh, Barry said, remember when you arrived at the football club uh, with the long hair, while well, she said that you would be gone within a month? Well, I mean, I'd still have it now if I had, but as you can see, it's gone grey and it's all fallen out. So um, you have to adapt. I think back then I was, you know, I was, I was in my early thirties and it was starting to fall out then. So um, I had to make, uh, you know, and you can cut it short to make it look fashionable. Really, it's just fallen out. I mean, you you, you talk about like Walsh. He was a legend. I mean, how good was he to play with, and, and what was he like in the dressing room? Man? Well, the funny thing, I mean. He's, I think he'll be honest with you and tell you the truth. You know, he's not the most gifted football player, but that's not what he was about. You know, he was a, he was a leader. He, he 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 would put himself, you know, forward. He wouldn't he wouldn't ask you to do anything that he wouldn't do, and he you know he was he was a great inspiration to people. He got he, you know when times were tough and we were up against it, he would come and he would, you know, he'd tell you how it was. And um, that was the good thing about the, our, our dressing room. There was quite a few of us who said how it, said it how it was. And, you know, I think that miss, that's missing in football these days. I don't think, um, you know, there's not there's, there's certainly a lack of leaders um, around the football football clubs. But, you know, he was just... He, 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 you know, he lived for Leicester City and he would do anything for Leicester City and he'd do anything for his teammates. And, you know, that's why he was sent off so many times because, you know, <laughs> someone someone got done and he'd go and do them for you. But, uh, 
so you know, I play with I play golf with him every week, and you know, he's just a great lad. Um, total, you know, always had your back, and and, and loves Leicester City. Uh, Lee Chapman says, when you were in Europe for Leicester, would you say having fans cheering you on made the difference? And having no fans in the Europa League be a factor for us this season? P.S. Hope you're well. All right, Chappy son. Yeah, um, I I just think it's. I mean, I've played in training games and 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 I've played in you know games behind closed doors, and I don't care whether it's a Premier League game or it's a Europa League game or whatever. There's no way, as a football player, you put in the same effort as you do when there's thirty thousand people there or there's forty thousand people there, and <clears throat> they're expecting you to put a show on because it's it's it, it, it's human nature that you're not going to do that. And um, I do think it, it's obvious that, that um, you know, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, it's going to affect it's going to affect the, the way games are played and the way results happen. I mean, you talk about the dressing room and the different players. I mean, everyone talks about the Joker of the dressing room, and the the one player that gets mentioned every time is Gary Parker, because he apparently was the Joker of the team. Uh, did you foul, get any fouled against you for that? No, he never fell foul. I never fell foul to him. Um, but I, I, I've watched him a lot of times. Do he was just a funny bloke, and um, you know he'd do some silly things. The chairman, obviously, the tail of the chairman on the on the pitch. He pulled his, his shorts down when he was in the middle of a, a pitch when we were on a pre-season game, and just things like that. You know, I mean, I'd imagine <clears throat> I'd love to see them get away with it now, but. Um, he was he was a funny guy. He was he was great in the dressing room. He got everyone laughing. You know the tense moments. He 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 made it made it funny and lightened the the atmosphere. He was a great guy. Martin O'Neill as your manager for the whole time you were there. Uh, what was it like to play under Martin? I mean the the different stories that he knew how to get the best out of players by putting an arm around, but also the hairdryer treatment when it needed it. Was it a case of that? Well, he never put his arm around me, but. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a case, and you know, the more you look, I look back at it, I don't have any um, grievances with Martin. We didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, but I do appreciate what he saw in me and how he dealt with me because he thought that would get the best out of me, and it obviously did. Um, we've talked about, you know, I've talked about many times Steve Guppy, who was a guy who who thrived on confidence, and if he wasn't playing too well. But he wasn't having a good game. Martin would have his arm around him and he'd be encouraging him and be telling him, you know, how good he is and how how he's going to be in the starting lineup the next uh, the next week and everything. And, and I totally understood that because you know he, he it picked him up and it made him play better. So you've got to say Martin's um, man management was unusual if if you were an outsider looking in. But I totally get what he was doing and and, and it worked. I mean, going into modern day now, I mean, over the last few years, Leicester's had a lot of success. I mean, I don't know how much you've been down to the club or got down to watch many games. I mean, uh, have you been down much at all over the last few yeah, years? Well, I, I, I work in hospitality down there, I work in the Banks Lounge. So I, I, you know, I meet a lot, a lot of fans and I watch a lot, of, especially a lot of home games, pretty much all of them. So, um, yeah, it, it's been a, a fantastic few years. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be working when we won the league. And um, no, it's been it's been a, a fantastic time. The, the 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 Thai owners who have come in have been a godsend, really. You know, they've uh, top top owners. It's been a fantastic um, run, and long may it continue. I mean, 
probably disappointment still on the fans for not getting that Champion League spot. I think we literally ran out of steam towards the end and the squad depth probably helped. Uh, someone's put on here, what, uh, Graham put, what do you think of Rodgers as manager at the moment? Do you feel he's the man to take the club forward in the right direction? I'm not, I'm not personally not a, a Rodgers fan myself. Um, I, I, when I was a Liverpool fan, I didn't like him at Liverpool. So, you know, um, he, he hasn't won anything in English football. Um, I think he, you know, he, 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 he says all the right things and he talks the right talk. But um, I think, it, you know, he, he's got to take it fully on his shoulders that the reason he never got into the Champions League was his fault. Um I don't think they'll ever get a better. You know, I don't think they'll get a better chance to get in the Champions League. Uh, not for a while, anyway. Um, you know, all the teams who are buying, uh, you know, for those positions are, are strengthening the team, and they seem to be spending a lot of money. Leicester, on the other hand, aren't spending much money at the minute. Hopefully, there's still a bit of time to go. But you know, I think one major signing um, isn't gonna, um, you know, push for for that Champions League spot. And, and and you know get it get it get sorted. So I think there definitely needs to be and at least. Well, I, I definitely think the centre forward needs to be bought uh, to help Vardy and maybe to take over Vardy in, in the coming years. But um, you know, it, 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 I'm always I'll always give people the opportunity, the chance to prove me wrong, and we'll see what he does this season. Um, but at the minute, I, I thought, you know, I, I'd say firmly the blame lies on his shoulders towards the end of last season because he should have done better and got him into the Champions League. I mean, talk about the team around strengthening. You look at Chelsea, what they spent five, six players, big name signings. Manu just signed their first one, centre half from Ajax. I mean, it leads nice into question. Where do you think uh, Leicester will finish next season? Well, I'm hoping that they'll get in the, um, you know, again, I think best maybe sixth place. I'm thinking realistically seven or eighth place because um, they definitely got a squad capable of beating the teams. You know, de definitely that they've got the bottom half of the table. They've got the capability of beating them. But you know, as we saw with the former last towards the end of last season, it's relegation form. It's not um, it's not Champions League or even Europa League form. It's relegation form. So. There's got to be a big change at the start of the season, and they've got to, you know, hopefully set out like they did at the beginning of last season and and get some results early on and and get up the table. One final question, the biggest one I would say: What was your most memorable game for Leicester City? Um, the most memorable game, again, we've you've you've hit on probably the three of them. Um, one would be the Liverpool game where I, I scored the winner. The other one would be the Atletico Madrid game because we were so long since we'd been back in Europe and um, we'd uh, obviously I scored a goal and then the the, the three goals at um, at Derby were um, something special as well because it was as, as I say it was me only second hat trick in my career so they would probably be the three. Thank you again, Ian, for coming on. Much appreciated, no, mate. No, Tom, can I just say one thing? Yeah, of course you can, mate. As you, as you know, I've got a football prediction game. Um, I've been involved with a, about four or five lads and we've developed this game. It's called the long ball. If anybody wants to join, it's free to play. You just get on there and sign up. You can form your own leagues with your mates or your family or your work colleagues. And uh, if you want, you can just add me on it as well. I'll join in so you can see how you can do against me. But I'd appreciate if as many people as possible um, 
join, you know, join it and sign up because, it, as I say, it's free to play. It won't cost anybody anything. But I uh, appreciate you letting me say it, mate. Cheers. No, mate, much appreciate it. We'll get the link from you. We'll get it posted on the uh, Facebook and on the website, mate, for you so we can get that going for you, mate. All right. Top man, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, mate. Cheers, pal. There we go. The legend that was uh, Ian Marshall joined us tonight and answered the questions. Uh, one thing I'll put out there tonight, I can get these glasses if you can see them. They are official Leicester Fan TV pint glasses. I also can get maps for them. If anyone's interested, drop me a message. I'll let you know the price and stuff like that, and I can get them posted out to you. Just another little thing we're doing. You know, the money goes towards helping us all at the moment on this. As always, thank you for joining us tonight and putting your comments in below. It's a great pleasure to have you on here again. And uh, we'll see you next week when I think it is Mr. Walsh's joining us next uh, Wednesday night, if that gets right. But for now, good night. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. With special thanks to our pals at ADT Taxis, Beatman, Piglet's Pantry, Tiger, Leicester Garage Conversions, Pink Vehicle Leasing, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Moyer Weight Interiors, and our chosen charity, Memphis UK. We bring you the fans' views on the match each week, and your views matter to us. Join the fans' debate each match with us. Follow us at Leicester Fan TV. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.